you own $50 million worth of real estate. You have 285 rental properties. If I took them all away from you and I said, I'd be sad, right? Yeah, that'd be real sad. (laughs) But if I took them all away and you cannot buy in St. Louis, if you had to pick three markets to build your portfolio in, where would they be? For sure. Charlotte, North Carolina, Indianapolis, Charlotte, North Carolina, Indianapolis, and then probably there's, I mean, there's a lot of ones I really, I really like probably, probably somewhere, probably somewhere in Texas. I just, just the market's like crazy. Like maybe like Katy, Texas, or like on the outskirts of like somewhere like not, not like not Dallas like is tough. Austin or something. No, Austin, you can't cash flow in Austin. Yeah. Austin's crazy. So I just think, I just think Texas is just going to keep booming as a market. And uh, the only thing that doesn't work in Texas is, is the property, property taxes tax, are yeah. a lot higher. So, but everything else, like you can get a tenant out tomorrow if they're yeah. not paying. So like <laughs> I, I, I just show up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I probably wouldn't. Uh, so that's not really a cash flow market, but I think the appreciation is huge. Uh-huh. And I don't think there's, I don't think there's like the Miami's and, I'm not familiar with Vegas, but Miami's and uh, Phoenix's, the studies I've seen, like I they get the crazy highs and the crazy yeah. I don't think there's crazy lows in Texas for a while. I just think with the flood of people going there, the pro business, the pro everything, that I think you get crazy upside yeah. without much downside on the- Well, Austin, on, Austin got crushed. Well, Austin, well, that's yeah. the one blue dot yeah, yeah, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. up. So, yeah. um, so <laughs> but I'm not, but- I wouldn't go there for cash flow. So if I needed the cash flow, I wouldn't pick. I wouldn't pick somewhere in Texas. But Indianapolis is great. Uh, Charlotte's just been growing, going crazy. It might even be too good. And yeah, then, I feel or, like they're so different. So different, right? Charlotte is more expensive than it's Indianapolis, there, right? Yeah, Charlotte yeah. is more expensive, it, and it's just kind of been on the. It's been blown up, blown up recently. So yeah. Maybe that's a little late. I've been hot on Charlotte for about five years. I just saw some studies and talked to some people and then like, you know, saw the market and where things were going. It's still way more affordable than like Atlanta or something. So it's yeah. still more affordable. I yeah. think you can so I have I know people in Charlotte, you can still cash flow in Charlotte right now. Really? It's still not out of I still not out of the realm of you can be you can get be all in for under three hundred grand on a property or under two hundred uh, grand on a property and still cash flow. So um Indy Memphis is good too. So anyway, I Memphis? threw a ton at you. Yeah. Isn't it like kind of ghetto? Or no, I mean certain areas probably. Yeah. I was like anything else. St. Louis, we got some, we got some issues. I know like St. North Louis City, has some rough areas too. But St. Louis has got some beautiful areas too. It, it's you know you got to look at it as like whole. There's there's rough areas everywhere. There's rough areas of Vegas. Yeah. There's rough areas of Phoenix. There's rough areas of Atlanta. There's rough areas everywhere. Yeah. The whole California, the whole damn thing's yeah. rough. But no, yeah. <laughs> picking, on, picking on California <laughs> a little bit is uh is do you buy in rough areas? In, no. no, no. Okay. So, okay, next question. So let's say someone's listening to this and they want to get to 100 rentals. Okay. Right? How would you coach them to do that? I do that. I know, I know. We're going to do it. (laughs) So we're going to do it right now for free. Um, No, so... If you want to get to 100 rentals, I, I don't want to use that analogy that I know a lot of people use, but you're not going to get there quickly. You're not going to eat a whole elephant with one. So you're going to have to yeah. start out with one or two. And I would tell people to get 10 single family rentals. So just do the bird. So method. start with 10 start single with, family. Start with 10 single families. Okay. Well, I guess what was your question? Was your question 100 units or 100 like single, like 100 houses? 100, 100 rentals. If 100, they want to get okay. 100 doors. Okay. So if they're, so, so all right. you're saying don't go buy an apartment. Not right away. So, no, so let's take that back. I would say buy five single family rentals mm-hmm. um, and just learn the processes. You're going to build banking relationships. You're going to build private lender relationships. You're going to build contractor relationships. You're going to be able 
able to, you can wrap your arms around a house much easier than you can an apartment complex. So you're going to be able to do that. You're going to get some proof of concept for all uh-huh. the people I talked about. You're going to be able to prove it to yourself. You're going to have the confidence at that point. Then you can try to take down, like we've bought 27 pack houses, 42 pack houses, or 32 unit, 27 mm-hmm. unit. At that point, you can do those bigger deals, but I get like a little bit of, uh, of like pushback or hate or whatever. And I'm like, I bought this 13 unit apartment complex. We put this down, did this month, got this private lender. Well, nobody's going to lend me that money. Well, yeah, because you haven't done a deal yet. But I was yeah. in the same spot you were. But then I did enough single family deals. Yeah. I had enough singles that I was able to go for that grand slam to play with your guys' yeah. little um, baseball <laughs> deal you have going here. I was able to do it. I was able to uh, go for the grand slam or the mm-hmm. home run because I had hit some singles. So I do think it's important. You don't have to. But unless you got great, uh, you know, backing with lenders, unless you got great credit, great job, it's going to be tough to buy that 24, that 32 unit at first. So I think start out with single families, learn the game, have some discipline and some, you know, just understand that instant gratification isn't always a thing. Just understand if you want to get to 100, if that's really what you want, you're not going to be able to do it in a year. Yeah. You're going to do it in five years. Let's do shoot for five. This first year, you're just not going to, you're just not going to feel like you're doing much. So you have Got to set it. the foundation, start with the singles, and then you can try to you know hit some bigger hits. Okay. So you get the first five, and then you're like, okay, you want to go for a bigger units. Okay. Yep. Do you think it matters going after apartments versus like you're saying pack of houses. So mm-hmm. buying like a bunch of single family at the same time. Yeah, it's definitely different. So I, I, I love having both. So we have almost 50, 50, like 140 ish single families and 140 ish apartment complex doors. So we're almost 50, 50 and that's on purpose. Cause I like both the singles families are, you know, you can ride a hot market and get a, a crap ton of equity very, very quickly. Um, you know, you get a little bit better tenant base, but I have 140 roofs. Mm-hmm. You know, my apartment complex, I have six apartment complex, so I have six roofs. So there's yeah. there's there's give or take. That's why I love both. Um, so I think you can – it's just completely how you want to do it. Single-family packages are harder to come by, but there are a ton of landlords that are just tired and that have done it for a while and just want to exit and get one clean sweep. Not that many people can buy 42 houses at one yeah. time. So I, I have an advantage of not many people could do that. So I was able to get a really good price on it. Apartments are a little more competitive. A lot more yeah. people can do. It's a little more known of a commodity. So, I mean, it really, I don't think, and I, I like the line of questioning, but there's not a, if you're trying to do it the exact cookie cutter way, yeah. like, you're not going to do it how I was going to do it. I'm not going to yeah. do it how you want. Like you have to have to be, stick <clears> to <throat> some fundamentals, have some vision, have some like concrete foundational um, you know, guidance. Yeah. But uh, aside from that, you got to learn to be flexible and kind of adapt to what the market's giving you or what you like. Yeah. But how do you buy 32 single family rentals at a time? 42, Brian. 42. Sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, so it was, it was a neighborhood, a wholesaler brought it to us. Uh, this, this gentleman had been buying houses in this neighborhood for since 1995. Okay. And he just bought a bunch and he managed them himself and did everything. That was his job. That was his income. We didn't have any kids uh-huh. and he had some sisters and he's like, I'm getting older. I know my sisters. If I, if, if I die, they're just going to sell these for pennies on the dollar. So I at least want to get out <laughs> some money from them and what's fair. Yeah. And we went to look at them and that was right before COVID hit. And mm-hmm. he was asking, you're going to love this. He was asking $3.5 million for 42 houses. Okay. Um, and we looked at it and we're just like, we can't make this work. Like, I think we can raise the money, but we're going to have to raise money because we don't use any of our money. We're going to have to raise private funders for the for private lenders for the down payment bank for the 80%, then private lenders for the rehabs. Cause as these tenants leave, we're going to have to do a ton of rehabs to mm-hmm. get these up. So we're like, that just seemed like a lot. 
and the it was you know 2019 early 2020 at the time so we passed on the deal nobody else could take it down and then covid hit and then you know within six months houses were skyrocketing like crazy the value of houses and he still wanted 3.5 so we're like now yeah, we're no, buying into so much equity if we can make this work we'll be a little bit inefficient at first at that point we had shored up our systems for management we had talked to more private lenders just in general i think we bought some apartments so we had just built up to where we felt more comfortable yeah. doing it so then we pulled the trigger and we bought them for 83 grand a door and they appraised for 125 a door and yeah. um, we're in the middle of rehabbing them now and i think they're going to be worth like 185 grand a door and we're done so i think we're literally going to have like two and a half three million dollars of equity in this deal that we're able to take all at once and yeah. we're making that whole there's like 120 houses in that neighborhood so we're making you know the mm -hmm. whole neighborhood better i think we yeah. own 50 houses in there now because we picked some others off but we're able to like really really help out that area and also able to kind of help control the rental market yeah so did you have to get 32 different loans no, or do you loan. just get one loan one, one that loan. helps you 42 stop no, sorry stop, sorry stop. I keep saying 32. he's doing that on purpose <laughs> uh, no, i'm just kidding yeah. um 32 42 whatever the heck it is mm -hmm. yes we're just all one loan mm, okay so let's say someone's trying to scale to their first hundred doors mm -hmm. right how should they go about trying to structure these deals because you you're saying raise money so you think that they're going to have to buy properties I'm guessing below market value or at market value below. Yes. Below market value. How below? Uh, you got to be all in for uh, 80%. All in 80%. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you're raising private capital mm -hmm. to purchase them. And rehab them. And because you're not going to get them at a discount, even in today's market, if they're in good shape, right? You're not going to get a retail ready house or a really nice house at 80 cents on the dollar. That's just not going to not going to happen or 75 cents on the dollar either. So, OK, so let's say we're, we're using general numbers to buy these 42 houses, right? Let's say the purchase price is a million. You're going to have to raise two hundred thousand dollars, right? Or more like three hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars, right? Mm -hmm. And then you raise that capital. How do you pay back investors if, if the amount is so big? Like, yeah. how does that work? Yeah, so great example. And we've done this with apartments too, because I think we talked about it, but the almost 50 million in real estate I own, I've used none of my own money. I've used private lenders and banks the entire time. Yeah. Um, that's why the cash flow is not crazy because I'm not leaving money in the deal. And that's how I'm able to scale. Because unless you come from money, you're not going to get to 100 doors very quickly because how are you going to come up with 20% down every time, right? Yeah. So it's a creative way to back around at the Burrs method is what it is. But I've taken that Burrs method on one house and I've done that with 42. Uh -huh. I've done that with a 32 unit. I've done that with a 27 unit. So what you do is you raise the, let's just keep it simple. Let's say, um, you know, you raised, we raised, 300k um, on a million 300k on a million yes. So we bought them uh for we bought them for a million uh the bank did seven hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. um and then the private lender we put the 200 yeah okay all right so i was saying i was gonna try to leave it at a million dollar uh loan just to keep it simple numbers okay okay so let's say you're buying it for one point let's say it was worth Okay, let's just say, let, let, yeah. let me let yeah, me yeah. do this. So I like I like where you're going. So let's do this with an apartment complex we bought. Yeah. So it's the same thing, exact same thing, but we do with an apartment complex. So we bought an apartment complex in 2017 for 1.1 million dollars. Okay. We got a $880,000 loan from the bank. Okay. And we got a $220,000 loan from a private lender. Perfect. So the private lender put the 20% down. We got the uh, we bought it at a discount. It needed work. It didn't need a ton of work. It was just mainly low on rent. Is yes. what this was. So we we bought it at a disc. We bought it at 
around market price for what it was, but mm-hmm. then we knew there was upside of raising rent. So as tenants moved out or as our leases were up, we raised rent and we were able to still, we're still collecting cash flow from all 32 units. So we're collecting enough cash flow that basically our positive cash flow, we were paying our private lender their interest. So we collected money from the rent every single month. That went to expenses, that went to the mortgage to the bank, and then a little bit extra cash flow went to the private lender. Mm-hmm. But then we increased the value of the by raising rents. Mm-hmm. And then two years later, the property appraised for $1.5 million. 